Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Valentine's Day is not it's not a real day. And I'm going to call it Valentine's Day. Yes, I'm going to call it that because it's not a real day anyway. Yo, what's going on, family? My name is Joseph Solomon. I am the host of a new and up and coming podcast called Flights and Feelings. Welcome to season one, where we thoughtfully and vulnerably travel through faith, relationships, sexuality, science, health, and culture. Each episode takes you on a short flight at varying altitudes of storytelling, guest conversations, some travel tips, and a little practical wisdom to land home with. Because this podcast has been doing so well right out of the gate, uh, we're only about a month into this thing. I thought it would be a good idea to add a second weekly episode that is different and a little less prepared than the first one. So we decided to call this portion of the podcast The Layover. Ironically, that was going to be the name of the original, uh, the original name of the podcast. But we decided Flights and Feelings was just better overall. But a longtime fan by the name of Latrice reminded me of this name and she suggested it on Twitter. And so now we have layover so shout out to her Uh, if you haven't been able to tell by this podcast yet i travel a lot like a lot i've been chilling for the last couple of months though i've been on a little little break Uh, i took my first flight of 2020 just a couple of days ago but oftentimes i travel by myself but then there's other times that i travel around with some great friends and in between flights we may have a long layover And in that time, we have some great conversations about life, love, faith, family, uh, random stuff, serious stuff, silly stuff, goofing around, whatever it may be. So that's what this layover will be. I've asked followers of the podcast to send in a voice recorded question and I'm going to answer them. And it just so happens to be Valentine's Day today. So some of the questions naturally are surrounding that topic. So here we go. Oh, and. Happy Valentine's Day or whatever. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. Hi, my name's Jessica and I'm from Arizona. Um, I just had a question about Valentine's Day. Uh, yeah. Is that actually something like you get sad about? Like that you don't have somebody on Valentine's Day? Because, I mean, I'm 31 and mm. I became a Christian when I was 21. Okay. And I've never had like a boyfriend or like a serious relationship. And so okay. Valentine's Day 
I like know it exists, but to me, it's like something I celebrated in like middle school. Um, just wondering, is that something that like you, you like, or people in general like really get sad about? You know, just just wondering. Yeah, you're right, Jessica from Arizona. Was it Valentine's Day? Is not is not a real day, and I'm gonna call it Valentine's Day. Yes, I'm gonna call it that. Because it's not a real day anyway. And I know it's going to trigger a lot of people. It's Valentine's Day. It's with an end. It's Valentine's. Today is Valentine's. But you know why? Because it's it's not a real day. You're right. It is. It's a middle school holiday. It's like celebrating recess. You know, what I look like, you know, 30 years old telling some, oh, yeah, man, let's go finish our food, our lunch real fast so we can go and play Foursquare. Because recess, we only have 30 minutes for re- It's a middle school holiday. It's not real. It's like it's like Columbus Day. That's not real either. All right, let's just go ahead and lump in Columbus Day, Valentine's Day, and recess all in the same category, right? Thank you for pointing that out. And no, I don't get I really don't get sad about Valentine's Day. I just I feel awkward when I ask my my uh married friends like, hey yo, what you on Friday night? What we doing, man? Oh, yeah, man, uh, the wifey, we got something playing. You know what I'm saying? We're going to go out of town for a little bit. Oh, yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah, no. <laughs> right. It's Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, no. I knew that. I knew that. Hi, my name is Ingrid from Brooklyn, New York. And my question is, if you could describe your love life with a song title, what would it be? Thank you. Mm. Okay. Okay. So Ingrid just knew she was going to make it to the podcast by playing my song in the background, which happens to be titled Gold, and it is available on all streaming platforms and for purchase anywhere you buy music. It's titled Gold by Joseph Solomon for Native North Records. This is not a commercial at all. Ingrid, what would I call? What would I what what song title would I use to describe my love life? Um, The song doesn't exist. Because my love life doesn't. So, yeah. <laughs> um, if I could title it. Um, honestly, that's probably pretty easy. It's another one of my, old, my own songs because I'm single. So definitely Party for One by Joseph Solomon, which is also available on all streaming platforms. <laughs> but yeah, Party for One. Turn your every seats off Ooh, it's better if I didn't know you so Hello, Joe. I hope you're doing hey, what's well. Going on? My name is Sion, and I'm from Chicago. I did Shout write out. this out, so I'm just going to read out what I had written. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I guess you hear this a lot, but I do want to start off by saying that you have helped me grow as a person. Um, I appreciate all you do, so thank you. Absolutely. My question is specifically about episode three. Depression is weird for me because I grew up going to an Ethiopian church and being surrounded by Ethiopian people. Um, But I also grew up in Chicago, so I got to experience two cultures. I can say that from the Ethiopian side, not a single person has ever talked about depression. Mm. I don't even think there's a word for depression in my culture. Wow. Which makes me think, do we not suffer from depression? I'm sure that's not the case, though. Usually, my folks just try to pray it off <laughs> when someone feels some type of depression. And I'm not, I'm not taking prayer lightly. 
sometimes it feels like we can pray and take other steps to improve. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's a great, great question, actually. And I think I was actually reading a book uh, recently, 21 Lessons for the 21st Century. Forget the, well, I forget how to pronounce the author's name at the, at the moment, but, and I wrote down a note from it too. And I've been looking all over for it in my, I literally typed that little factoid down somewhere and I can't find it because I would love to recall that for this moment. But he actually talks about how in more traditional uh, communal and even uh, Eastern cultures, uh, depression is much less common depression and anxiety as we define it is much less common and i think for probably two reasons as you said maybe some are are experiencing it and the culture just has a suppression of it in general like they don't you know they don't see it as a thing there's not a word for it i actually went through that same sort of experience talking to someone out in uh, i, I want to say it was in malawi we were talking about depression and how there's not a word for it in their language. It was either in Malawi or maybe it was one of the the South African languages. I, my mind's blanking right now, but either way, I was in Africa, southern part of Africa, a couple months ago, and I was having that conversation with an African. Like, yeah, that's not even a word in our in our language. So it's not a surprise to me that you would say also in Ethiopia there's not a language for it as well. Oh, I'm sorry, a word for it. And so I think part of it is, yeah, culturally, there may be some pushback against it. I think also, though, it could be genuinely that other cultures are experiencing depression much less often or much less severely than cultures like ours here in America and here's why, and this is one of the reasons that uh, the author of 21 Lessons for the 21st Century, he kind of pokes at as well, is that we're, we're constantly on this chase for happiness. And we've actually realized that as the uh, God has already sort of pointed out a long, long time ago, as we keep advancing in technology and material wealth and so forth, and we're finding ways, people around the world, as much as we see, you know, famine and disease and death around the world, we hear these stories about how there's these these very poor countries and so forth. The reality is, even though there are still some of those extremes, in general, the world is getting healthier from a statistical, just sort of observable standpoint. They're, they're getting healthier. Childbirth, I'm sorry, uh, child death, infant death, all those kind of things are dropping a lot of these things that would cause suffering, as much suffering as there is in the world, I'm not trying to downplay that. The reality is, compared to 100 years ago or whatever, even 20 years ago, it has dropped in a very measurable way. And yet, and yet, people are becoming much more dissatisfied with life. And so that's also a point that I had to think through, even in my own depression, as what is actually causing this? Could it be the expectations that have been put on to me about this life? I can go on. Ooh, this is a really good question. Maybe I have to do a, a separate podcast for this because it's such a great question. Because a lot of the things that that are causing us to feel this way, especially like when you think about teenage suicide and stuff like that, oftentimes those things are um, uh, induced by what kids are seeing on social media, this whole comparison thing, uh, the bullying that's happening on social media, 
a lot of these things are sort of modern problems that are not caused by uh, suffering. You know what I'm saying? In a, in a very physical sense, per se, it, a lot of it is a is a psychological and even spiritual warfare. The more things that we are consuming, uh, the less uh, satisfied we become. And we think that the more, if I get another car, if I get another house, if I get this wife, if I get this husband, if I get these things, I will become happier. But there is a threshold that you cross. Yeah, there is a threshold of happiness. So uh, starvation, you know, not having food and not having health care. Those are like things that can really cause uh, a very a heavy mental uh, sort of struggle. Right. But once we sort of cross over that threshold of having our basic needs met, uh, happiness becomes a very tricky thing um, because we think it's going to come from, yeah, gaining or consuming things and we're actually becoming less satisfied, which is why it's no surprise when you hear about, we we often get surprised like, man, this rich, famous celebrity committed suicide. They had everything they need. Why would they commit? Are, were they ungrateful? And even that accusation of them calling them ungrateful is perpetuating the idea that we think that if you get enough stuff, there's no reason why you should be unhappy, bro. You're a, you're a multimillionaire. Why are you sad? Bro, you're, you're famous. You can get anything you want. You own a jet. Why are you depressed and anxious? Why are you worried about tomorrow? That perpetuates the false idea that consuming things will somehow make you happy. And again, Malawi was a really great example of that because Malawi, typically, when you look at the world's poorest countries, Malawi always finds itself somewhere like in the top three, top five or whatever, at least top 10 poorest countries in the world. And yet their nickname is the warm heart of Africa. And when I went there, uh, Marumbo, he told me, he said, man, these are some of the poorest people in the world, but Malawi people are the happiest people you will find. And yet they don't have all the things that we have here in America, at least a lot of them don't. Some of them do. A lot of them don't have the the things that we have. And so why are they happier than us? So I think it's a really great. It is a very cultural thing. I'll have to when I do an episode on this, I will go pull up the actual facts of this because I've read this in many different ways and from different articles and particularly that book as well that highlighted it to me. There's a difference in culture. It's a great question. And maybe I'll leave it a little open ended so we can have a conversation about that later. Yo, what's up, Joe? Yo, My name up? is Xander. You might remember me from Southeastern. Mm-hmm. I'm the dude that offered you a ride in the go-kart. Yep, I remember. Um, <laughs> invite's still open. Okay. But uh, recently you shared with us all that you found joy. First of all, super happy for you. And I'm sure everybody else is as well. Thank you. Um, my question for you is what was it like when you finally found joy to be abundant in your life? Wow. Yeah, I think it might have been a... A gradual thing. It's not like one day I just woke up and was like, I think I'm joyful. It was a sort of gradual realization and and a and a and a, and a very intentional uh pursuit of having it as well. Like once I knew it was possible to have it to actually and not to say that I didn't know joy was possible. I just think I didn't know how possible it was to sort of respond rather than react to life i didn't i didn't understand just how practical that can be and pausing and slowing down 
uh, to, like I mentioned in the other podcast, to yeah, um, take control of your thoughts, man. Um, you know, the 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 Bible says take every thought captive. We take every th- thought captive to Christ, and so sometimes we don't take thoughts captive. We allow those thoughts to roam free in our brain, thoughts that are not from God, thoughts that are against who God says you are and who he says he is. And we just let that thing run around. And he says, take that thought captive, put that mug in a prison and watch over it. (laughs) Don't let it, don't let it run around and do whatever it wants. And so when I started practicing that more, um, it was really helpful and it just kind of became a thing. And I started realizing more and more, I think the probably defining point was probably PIA tour because the PIA tour before when I was actually performing depression is, um, I was extremely, I know I had a lot of, um, comments about not a lot, but some comments from fans or whatever, like, you know, I tried, I just got really burnt out by people. I'm already naturally a snarky person anyway, even when I'm in a good mood. So don't take my sarcasm, please, y'all. Don't take my sarcasm when I do an IG story or whatever. Don't take it as like me being in a bad mood. So that's just my sense of humor. I'm sorry. Um, But on that tour, I also thought, I was like, uh, you know, people are kind of upset that I don't feel like talking very long. And I was like, yo, I'm literally doing a poem about how this year, this summer, I felt like not living. So that was what I used to compare to 2019 tour for poets in autumn and how much more energy I had to give to people. I still got tired just in, you know, in general, it comes with the territory, but I had so much more capacity. I prayed throughout the summer that I would have the capacity to love people. Well, despite how tired I am. And I'm not saying I did that perfectly, but I, I could see and others could see around me, even when there still were, you know, complaints or whatever, the people closest to me who can see me, they see the growth. And I think that's huge as well in monitoring your own growth as a person. There are going to be people who cannot see your growth. They're too far away to really notice how much you're growing. And that's okay. You know, you're growing. And then the people that are closest to you that really know you, they'll speak up and they'll say, man, I've noticed the change. And I definitely got that from the people who are closest to me. And that's what mattered most that they saw that joy becoming an overflow. Hey, Joe, this is Jeff from Fresno, California. Cali, what's good? Have you ever been told by someone well-intentioned saying that, hey, why are you single? You can marry anyone as long as they're a Christian. Hmm. Just pick someone. And how'd you respond to that? (laughs) Are they Christian? Do they have a pulse? We talked about that in the episode with Ezekiel. I even mentioned it in the singles poem that I did. Um, that is a very normal thing. People are just like, yo, just pick someone. And I fell to that for a while. Like, yeah, you know what they're right, man. Like the gospel covers everything, bro. And like, man, just, yeah, die like Jesus and be humble. Or just, yeah, Jesus didn't have, pre- I'm sure we didn't meet his preferences. So like, just run it. Uh, and that's where that whole like that correlation sort of breaks down. Like I <laughs> some people may, uh, I don't know, feel some kind of way that I say this. But yes, we're supposed to love your, our wives like Christ loved the church. And that's a great example that Paul gives to us. And, and 
but that that always breaks down at some point though like we're never literally jesus and your wife is never literally the global church the eternal church right at the end of the day she she's jordan and you're you're jonathan or whatever right like the, that is that's the reality uh and so i'm not the one to give the best marriage advice or who to marry obviously i haven't done it i've just learned from mistakes so the, my thing is you have to own that decision bro i had a group of brothers who were pressing me to uh you know i, I was with a a, a, a woman uh, a few years ago and they were like man just do it i'm like man but we don't get along and I don't want to give too much details, but it was just like, we don't get along. And it's just like, I don't like her, bro. And, you know, their sort of advice was like, well, sometimes I don't like my wife either, but I love her. I was like, yeah, but that's your wife, bro. You're already married, man. And you liked her when you got married. So <laughs> you're trying to tell me that I said, bro, I, I feel like I'd be walking down the aisle with a shotgun to my back if I do this. I, I just and so we broke up. And then when we broke up. One of the guys who were pressing me to do that was like, man, I'm glad you 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 decided to make that decision, man. It was a good call. I'm like, what? what bro, what? <laughs> so that's when I learned that good counsel is great. Always seek good wisdom from your dudes. And, and if you're a woman, seek wisdom from, you know, men and women as well. But at the end of the day, you got to own that joint because they ain't got to go home with that person, fam. They don't have to. This is the rest of your life, dog. That's the goal. Rest of your life. So all that, just choose somebody. Yeah, just choose somebody. But whoever you choose, you got to live with that. You, not them, you. So I'm glad that I didn't listen. Hi, my name is Patso and I'm from Malawi. Malawi. Love the podcast. Hey. I wanted to ask, how can Christian singles handle the feeling of loneliness during Valentine's season? Malawi stand up we was just and that ironic I, I was just grabbing clips and I didn't realize I was talking about Malawi and didn't realize that somebody from Malawi had some, sent something in so y'all on a totally different time zone you got this joint in so I appreciate that Pato. Um by the way Malawi is beautiful uh, love it can't wait to uh, go back to that joint uh, great people and hopefully we'll have a, a really good time the next time I come out how do you handle the, the loneliness of singleness in Valentine Valentine's Day season. Um, I don't know. To me, again, like I said earlier, Valentine's Day is almost like any other day of the year when it comes to being single. And I just it, 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 you master it the same way that you need to master it any other day. Because Valentine's Day, if you think Valentine's Day is is rough, just wait till you get invited to a wedding. Just, <laughs> I performed a poem at a Valentine's Day wedding one time, and I, that was awkward. And so, if you can't, yeah, you just gotta. There's so much to talk about that. I hate talking about singleness, ironically, but I get so many questions about it. I feel like people are coming to me as the the guru of uh, <laughs> of singleness now. And I don't know if I like that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I like that or not. I don't want to be the guru. I don't want to be the go-to guy. Uh, don't invite me to your singles conferences. I'm going to keep saying that. Please don't invite me to speak at a singles conference. I've done my share of them. And, I, I you know, I, I feel like I did my work. I put my time in and I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. If I never go to another singles or purity event, I think I'll be good. I'll be good on having that conversation. Yeah, you just got to 
that's just an overall conversation. Listen to my my poem on singleness on YouTube called The Singles, and maybe that'll help. My name is Miguel Zatarant, and I'm from Tyler, Texas. Tyler, I went to school out there. Uh, I do consider myself an overthinker, and I just wanted to ask you, man, how do you control your thoughts? Yeah, we're all overthinkers, man. In some way, your brain does not shut off. We think our brain shuts down when we go to sleep, but studies show that your brain is literally just as active. There's like a dip moment, like as you're falling asleep for like a moment, it becomes less active and then it wakes up like same amount of activity as if you were walking around, you know, taking a test or something like that. Your brain is just as active. And so it's not so much about trying to do less thinking. Uh, your brain will always be thinking. I think when we overthinking what we're what we're trying to articulate is that we're not doing the right kind of thinking. We're allowing our brains to just run around. I've been touching on this for a while now. And so that's what I've learned. Like it, you're never going to stop your brain from thinking about something. Even when I've talked about doing meditation and mindfulness, your brain is always working, always trying to do something, which is really dope. You just have to practice is a practice. This is a daily thing. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a practice of becoming mindful of what your thoughts are doing. So that's why I say doing it in the morning sort of uh, sets up a habit for the rest of the day. As I sit, becoming mindful, trying to train the the brain to once you see a thought come, you know, you don't go chasing it down the street. Like, oh, was it? You're just like, oh, that, that thought came. OK, and let it go and then come back to your breathing. Um, I'll do some more talking about that in another episode, but it really is a practicing of noticing your thoughts taking note of what's happening in your brain and then um yeah moving on you know and and being intentional about what you're thinking and, and being aware when your mind wanders off because it will wander off your our brains just are like a toddler in a toy store man in walmart or something they just they just run around and you and that's fine let them do a little bit of you got to let them move a little bit but then like okay all right come on back in come on back in so, yeah, that it's just becoming mindful of the thinking you're doing as opposed to trying to stop yourself from overthinking. All right. Last question. Here we go. Hey, Joseph. My name is Ariel from Washington. What do you hope your life looks like in December 2020? Financially, emotionally, romantically, spiritually. Really been loving your podcast and I hope you keep it up. Wow. Um, December 2020. Yeah, I hope it looks like platinum dog like i'm gonna make another song called platinum last year was gold now i'm platinum dog. i'm just gonna keep going up in the elements <laughs> um nah seriously though just i'm really excited to see where this growth takes me uh, i felt stagnant for a long time felt like i was forcing out a lot of what i was doing and now everything that i'm doing feels much less forced it feels organic feels natural I i'm really interested to see what the lord does with uh yeah this this sort of openness and and vulnerability and yeah willing to grow and change and help others so yeah i'm, I'm really excited about that financially uh i've been debt free for a while i'm just i'm about to close on a house in about two weeks so financially i'm trying to see what that looks like uh now having a mortgage and other expenses uh, and still being okay so 
you know, uh, making some investments and stuff like that. Like I'm just trying to slowly, it's a progress, man. I ain't trying to come up. I ain't trying to be on no quick come ups, but I really am looking forward to seeing, you know, it's hard to plan out. I tell people all the time. I used to be asked like, what's your five year plan, whatever. I'm like, man, I barely have a five month plan. And what has worked for me so far is like take each day for what it is and focus on whatever is presented for you today. Kill that, like do kill today, like do it, whatever you can be doing right now, do it today. And then the opportunities will come, you know, you, the Lord will bring whatever he brings, you know. Um, but a lot of times, a lot of the the failures that have come from me, if you want to call it that, it's just been failure to do something is failure to take advantage of a moment rather than like trying. So I'd rather just try. None of my stuff has been failures in the sense of like everything that I look back on now and realize that it didn't like work out in the way I thought it would work out. It's come back useful for me somewhere down the road. You know, it's helped me down the road, even if it was just, you know, becoming wiser. So. That doesn't come unless you do something like you you have to get up and, and, and stay moving. So that's what I'm looking forward to is seeing what the Lord just does with like, all right, I've got the joy. I've got the, the abundance to put out content now. Um, and I want to see what happens with that. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But I would love to see y'all on the journey with that and, and update y'all on that. So thank you for asking that. All right, well, that wraps it up for that layover. Got to go catch this flight, a.k.a. set up for this next flight that's coming out. Uh, I think I might move the podcast to Tuesdays. It just makes it a little easier. Sunday, I'm always doing stuff kind of last minute. And Sunday is a great fellowship day for me with friends. And I feel like the podcast makes me have to decide which one I'm going to do. And so I think I'd rather just use Monday to, like, knock out whatever editing I'm going to do put it out Tuesday morning hopefully that doesn't mess up y'all routine too much that some of y'all have already gravitated to Monday I'm like yeah I'm gonna start my week off with this and I appreciate it but I think just for my own personal life it might be better for me to do it on Tuesday mornings uh we'll see how the response is for this layover and if it's cool we'll we'll do it again next next Friday I have a lot of questions that came in that I didn't get to respond to some really great ones that I'll try to incorporate later but if you want to throw your question in there um, you can send an email to hello at flightsandfillings.com. Send it as a voice memo, a voice memo. Some people were texting and typing out their question. Voice memo. Email it as a voice memo. Please put your name, just your first name and where you're from in the voice memo. And what helps me as well to organize everything in the email, just type out what your question is about. And that'll help me stay more organized. But anyways, love you all so much. You could be going anywhere in the world with anybody else, but you're right here. So thank you for listening to the Flights and Feelings podcast. And remember, always fly home. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 